Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World. This is Mike Delisio, host of The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. And we are extremely excited because we are joined virtually um, with a physician today who will be talking not only about her newest release, uh, which is a new book called The Hormone Fix that was released on February 26th, but she will also be discussing her experience as a physician, her experience with pharmacies and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and primarily be focusing on the impacts on her patients. But obviously, I'm joined with my partner in crime, Sebastian Dennison. So, hey, Seb, how's it going? Oh, it's awesome to be back. It's good to, good to be here today. And definitely in a different setting, uh, joined virtually since we don't have Dr. Kabeca here in-house. But um, before we kick things off, she's also joined with us through video stream. So this is going to be a really cool way to uh, to do a podcast, and we're excited to have you. And Dr. Kabeca, welcome to the podcast. Ooh, it's great to be here. Thank you. I, I know this was something that was a long time coming. I'm happy that we had the chance to finally execute it in this manner you will be speaking for us um, in our event this summer, which will be focused on HRT, and you'll be one of our keynote speakers. Uh, you and I have met in the past when you uh, spoke for us in Vancouver on behalf of PCCA Canada, and that was definitely a great event in 2016. And this is just a great opportunity for our listeners out there and m- mainly our member pharmacies to get a better understanding of what brought you to write this book, and then obviously um, talk to you, everyone out there a bit more about your practice. But before we get on, I definitely want to give all of our listeners a bit better of a biography, uh, talking about your background and what brought you to this level of, of practice. But you are a board-certified gynecologist and obstetrician, as well as a board-certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine, an expert in functional medicine, and an expert in women's health. You've specialized in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and natural alternatives, successful menopause and age management medicine. You have earned your medical degree from Nova Southeastern University of the Health Sciences in Florida. And since completing your residency at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, you are also in a private practice in Southeast Georgia. Uh, Dr. Kabeca, mainly for our listeners out there, has, has frequently lectured nationally and internationally regarding restorative health and women's health issues, and that you're also a consultant and trainer for other physicians in BHRT and functional medicine principles. You are the co-creator of the Sexy Younger You and the creator of highly acclaimed visual transformational programs, magicmenopause.com, womensrestorativehealth.com, sexualcpr.com, and the green drink, mightymaca.com, and conveniently joined with us virtually today uh, to kind of complete your virtual full circle. So welcome to the podcast. I know we got a lot of questions. Um, our listeners out there now have a bit better understanding of where you're from and, and what brought you here. But just in general, Dr. Quebec, if you could talk to us a bit about how you found not only your career path in, in specializing in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, Uh, But how did you come to find compounding pharmacy as a practice? Yeah, thank you. Um, It has been a long journey. I'm actually remembering when I went to my first PCCA mind-blowing lecture, and I believe it was in uh, 2005, 
in um, Sugarland, Texas. Um, if I remember correctly, it was a long time ago, y'all. It was a long time ago. And I loved it. It blew my mind. The speakers I heard, I mean, it was, um, it's, it's, it was so helpful for me because I'm always a mechanism of action person. You know, I always want to understand, well, why is this happening? What's causing it to happen? And when this happens, what else will happen, right? And you guys provided that for me. I was able to geek out in the science and then also see the practical aspects. Now, how I, at that point, because when I came across PCCA, I mean, I already had um, started with functional medicine in 2004, but my journey really stemmed from uh, certainly a lifelong love for medicine and women's health. Because early on growing up, my mom suffered with heart disease, diabetes, and struggled in her early 50s, age 52, actually the same age I am right now, she was requiring cardiac bypass surgery. At that time of her life, I was only 16. And I recognized that the research being applied to her medical management was done only on men. And I was, you know, a good reason to be angry as a teenager, right? So find any reason. And so really dug me into research and, and from there. But um, I always wanted to understand why, you know, why this could happen. And as an OBGYN resident at Emory University, my mom passed away undergoing a second heart surgery. And uh, what I recognized very quickly was that it wasn't the heart valve she needed or, you know, it wasn't that. The issue was adrenal exhaustion or adrenal dysfunction, inflammation, and hormonal imbalance. That just was like each symptom was medicated. At the time of her death, she was on 11 prescription medications. And that took me into a tailspin. You know, we as physicians, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, our prime years of our life, learning to help people and to fill our doctor's bag with the right tools to do that. And uh, so it, it took me on a tailspin. And when I came to practice in St. Simons Island, Georgia, because I was National Health Service Corps scholar, scholar and I had to come to a rural area, you know, or a, um, an inner city clinic. So I chose St. Simons Island, Georgia, the area north of here, McIntosh County, a small ship, shrimping village. And, um, I knew I could stay anywhere for three years, right? My payback period. I've been here 20 years, 20 years. Yeah. And, but, and I learned from working with clients as a solo OBGYN that I had to get really creative in order to, you know, to help them, to heal them, to empower them, to help themselves. And um, so that's been, that's been my journey that led me um, into functional medicine. And then I had a very hyperactive child and I, I really tried to understand what was going on there and then helping my patients with sexual health and working in bioidentical hormones. And that led me to PCCA in um, 2004, 2005. I went to the first lecture, but I started learning about the information, customizing hormone therapy, really from my first day, one of my first days in practice, even I remember customizing vaginal um, uh, testosterone for a client in 1999. So I've been been, I've been a student of customizing the art of hormone replacement for, for now a long time, <laughs> two decades. <laughs> so you've been ahead of your time for, for quite a while. And so in the last 14 years, you've gleaned a ton of information and now you've turned it into a book. So it's called The Hormone Fix. And 
what prompted you to sit and put pen to paper? What was the what was the driver there for you to to make that? Because you're practicing medicine. We know you're busy. You're seeing a, a, a ton of patients. You're probably charting all the time. You probably have other things going on in your life, but yet you sit down and you write a 400-page book. What was the what was the catalyst in that scenario? Well, I tell you that I retired my clinical practice in 2015. I retired my clinical practice in 2015, so I had the bandwidth. I've kept lecturing to my um, physician. I've lectured. I continue to lecture nationally and internationally. But more of my story is that at age 38, I was thrown into menopause. And I was told I was irreversibly infertile and would never have another baby. And that was at 38. So that started my journey and my own healing where I reversed menopause at 41, conceived a healthy baby who turned 11 yesterday. Wow, and congratulations. Thank you, thank you, she's amazing. And, um, and at 48, I hit menopause again. And then, you know, weight gain, brain fog, and I had traumatic PTSD, we had a significant trauma. So I tell those stories um, in my book to understand, okay, I really had to keep understanding how, um, thank God I had the background in hormone prescribing and functional medicine, but I knew that it wasn't enough because it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. They're a part of the puzzle, but it takes more than that. So through this experience and rebuilding my life, my relationships, my health, and my business, I, I now run, you know, I've created my own products and programs to teach the individual to be empowered, you know, uh, in, you know, pretty much that dominates my life, but in a, in a grounded, peaceful way to have the best relationships of my life too, which something that stress and trauma and post-traumatic stress took, had taken away from me for a few years. So I was compelled to write this. And as I learned my keto green way, and started using it on patients and developing pro, you know, clients and developing programs to help them and kind of customize their um, diet lifestyle and recommending hormones as needed and talking about that, teaching patients this information that so many of our physicians don't have, right? So um, as a result of that, an agent found me, asked me to write this a book on menopause diet. I'm like, oh, well, I totally will. And that committed me to do this on a really big scale. So I'm excited to say that Penguin Random House bought the book and Valentine Penguin Random House bought the book. And um, that led to this time, but a, a huge commitment to empower the individual to give this information so that we can change the face of our medical practice today. How much of your virtual transformational programs were brought into the book in terms of knowledge, your experience with a certain level of patients. Did you reside or lean heavily on that type of knowledge? Yeah, yeah. Um, my magic menopause program is, you know, is, is an eight-week program. And it goes from understanding how we get alkaline and using nature to be our friend and nurture us and testing urinary pH is something that I teach as a guideline to how their, you know, their bodies interact, their body and mind are interacting with their environment and their cellular function. So I teach alkalinity and then ketosis, getting into ketosis through reducing the carbs, but keeping on those high alkalinizers, those high low carbohydrate greens and those high quality low carbohydrate greens and also intermittent fasting. So incorporating that to create insulin sensitivity. And then that's a key aspect of this program because so many women 
even if they've been through menopause a decade before, can still suffer with hot flashes and brain fog and the debilitating symptoms, the inflammatory symptoms. So by incorporating, you know, I, I call it going keto green, controlling insulin and cortisol, hence um, they really are able to reduce hot flashes. A, a good number of women have hot flashes because of insulin resistance. So we've seen hot flashes completely diminish, if not disappear, within two weeks on the program. And with no medications, no additional medications, or you know, even if they've been on hormone therapy to really get rid of those symptoms. So you're, you mentioned that there's, there's multiple pieces. So you, you touched upon alkalinity, you talked about specific diet, keto, uh, ketogenic diet, ketosis. Um, I don't want to give away your, the book info, but what are the, other, what are the other pieces to making sure? Obviously hormones, and there was, I know there's a little bit more, but, so I'm just I'm asking you to expand. Yeah, definitely. I have a whole chapter on hormones and also testing, which is really important. We need to look at testing. So I talk about the different ways we test our hormones. I also talk about you know natural ways to help improve hormones as well as when you need a little bit extra. And one of the, you know, in my practice, especially in sexual medicine, I've definitely used, you know, vaginal DHEA, testosterone, but um, also in sexual health, the concept of oxytocin. So I, I really hone in on, you know, getting insulin sensitive, improving our circadian rhythm, resetting cortisol, so we can empower our adrenals, right? So normal, what's the word for normal adrenal function? I guess maybe normal adrenal function. <laughs> we only talk about dysfunction, fatigue. <laughs> so, um, so, and then, and then oxytocin, the most powerful hormone in our body. And I certainly I've prescribed oxytocin. I, you know, I've used it and recommended it in trochees, vaginally, um, nasal sprays and, and, you know, I've, uh, you know, given it different ways to different clients in order to help them as a crutch, as we work on the lifestyle factors and, um, mindsets that improve oxytocin. So really, the Hormone Fix focuses on oxytocin, insulin, and cortisol, and a little bit on progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, and DHEA. And I think that's something that I wanted to commend you on, because upon reviewing your book, the coolest thing that it was for, for me from a, an outsider's perspective and put me in the, at the patient level, found it a really interesting read to learn about oxytocin, insulin, and cortisol in very layman terms. So I think it was extremely well-written, Dr. Kabeca, and something that I would probably commend you on from a patient level because it, it was really easy to understand. Uh, I didn't have the chance to truly read the book in, in complete detail. I know it just came out uh, recently. Uh, we did review it, but like I said, it that's something that, in my opinion, things can get very jumbled when people do their own personal research. I think... I think often when, when individuals seek out functional medical doctors and they start hearing about all these terms, they immediately turn to Google and they start reading the craziest stuff and it's really hard to comprehend. And what made you write the book in, in this way or in this manner? Was that something that you worked with your publisher on? Uh, was it something that you had it in your mind that you wanted to try to communicate to patients in this way? Yeah, you know, I've spent a lot of time teaching physicians, and um, and I recognize that. That's my love. I love doing that. That's kind of my payback, and uh, I love seeing the light bulbs, light bulbs go on. I love seeing physicians that have been practicing medicine and maybe burn out, re-inspired to really practice medicine again in, in so many ways. 
So I wanted it to be in, I wanted this to be the book that my mom would have benefited from. And, you know, if I had 20, you know, 30, now my mom's been passed away. My mom passed away 20 years ago. So I wanted this to be a book that, you know, any of my patients here that I've treated in rural Georgia could understand, could apply, that my mom, my own family, you know, my own family could apply, that my children get and are able to teach their friends in a language that they understand and that it, it is seeds, that we can plant the seeds in this first book as step one towards our own empowerment, recognizing that we do have such ability to heal ourselves, not to rely on a potion or a pill, but you know, where we use it and when we use it and um, use it in ways that actually benefit us. But first look towards our own responsibility in our health. And I don't know about any of um, how it is in the pharmacy world, but I know from a practicing, as a practicing physician, I would see clients come in and they're like, give me hormones, give me a hysterectomy, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, frankly, you know, nothing I can do will help you until you stop driving through for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know? <laughs> so, you know, in a sarcastic way, like I can't prescribe you hormones if you're not doing A, B, and C, right? And it's not just enough to take something in. We got to know how it's going out. And so I think that that individual empowerment, those are the patients that thrive. Those are the patients that you know, uh, rave about your products, about your programs, about your clinical care, because they're empowered. And um, they've had part of that decision. So, so that's, that's my clinical experience. From a male perspective, um, I'm obviously reading a book that's designed to individuals that are dealing with menopause. Um, what, <laughs> You're not? Do, what? do you Whoa. have a follow-up book coming? <laughs> well, I need some help. <laughs> what was funny about this, though, is you can be a male um, and gain the same benefits through a lot of the recommendations that you have. So what message would you have to male patients who potentially yeah. would find your book? Yeah, I, I definitely, number one, uh, I always say, especially if there's women in your life, you know, there's someone you love in your life, um, that you want to, number one, take care of your health so you can take care of them. Always lead by example. So men and women, especially, <laughs> I had this conversation on a podcast yesterday, and a guy was interviewing me. He's like, you know, we shouldn't say to our wife that it's her hormones, right? I mean, is that a conversation like, honey, I think you're acting this way because you're hormonal. I'm I like, do. yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's probably maybe not the best way to go about it, but you could buy her the book. Um, so, so number one, actually, I want um, your listeners, if you can, go to my test, one of my testimonials on Amazon. You'll hear the testimonial of a gentleman named Chris, who got an early release of my book and um, had was one of my contract copywriters, and he just started following the program. Let me tell you, in just a matter of months, he lost fifty pounds. He's in the best shape of his life, but also he you know, he's in a life that he loves versus living life. He's in, he's now created a life that he loves. So oxytocin's at the helm of his life right now. And he took charge and he feels all the physical benefits. And certainly all the labs have come along with it too. Sadly for women, I would say, you know, I deal with the, you know, in menopause, anyone, you know, anyone listening, you know, this is true. We're the most difficult patients. Menopausal women are the most difficult patients 
number one, we've probably tried things, been given things, nothing worked, we're frustrated. We don't, you know, we don't feel like, okay, there's really any help for us. I, I want to change that. So I've always focused on this. And sadly, the really sad news is, Mike, is that if it works for a menopausal woman, it's going to work 10 times as well for a man. That's, <laughs> and that's the best answer you could have given. That is brilliant. It's true. We're so, we're, true. We're so, it, you know what? It's, it's also really crazy because you, you've kind of touched on a couple of pieces there is that menopausal women are extraordinarily challenging because they're given small bits of information that, that, that may not necessarily help them, but could actually exacerbate some of their, their symptoms by going, taking them in the wrong direction. They feel good for a short time, but then they're still struggling because they're not looking at the whole, the whole, the whole cascade that's underpinning all of their problems. And you've talked about oxytocin, you've talked about sleep, you've talked about diet, you've talked about inflammation, you've talked about so many parts, but you put it in such a concise, uh, easily digestible manner that you're giving them a really good tool. And I appreciate that you didn't touch on any dosing. You actually talked about testing and then driving them towards getting appropriate care after that, but still giving them tools that they can still use. We were talking about the, the, the book. It's got half, the second half of the book is, is all recipes. And that's, that's an interesting part. And I'm, I'm curious where all of that came from as well. Yeah. And I think exactly. I want to, I want the readers of the book to learn what works for them. And I also want them to have the resources. So also in resources, PCCA is listed. Third, listed. Thirdly, I wanted them not to be afraid of hormonal therapy, specifically bioidentical progesterone, pregnenolone, DHEA. I mean, I start with that, those. I mean, I don't start with estrogen. I start with bioidentical. First, I start with detox, healing, you know, healing the gut. But during that time, I'm giving bioidentical progesterone. So I, you know, I try that and I, not to be afraid of, you know, even oral bioidentical progesterone, the benefits of that, because that just, you know, that helps women rest and restore overnight but to learn the lifestyle factors that work for them and what works against them. That was key. But women, we, you know, we needed, in, you know, essentially in black and white, we want to have a day. So I didn't just give recipes. I gave a plan. And it's like, what do we do in the morning when we wake up? Ideally, I mean, make it work for you, but what do we do in the morning? When do we drink? When do we, you know, what's our morning ritual? What's our evening ritual? And then the recipes, the recipes that are balanced in the keto green way, healthy fats, we need fats for our, we need fats for our hormones. And also um, what healthy fats look like. I wanted real examples of what healthy fats look like, protein, what that looks like. And then lots of greens, lots of variety, because I've, clients all over the world so that you can do this essentially everywhere except for my Italian colleague. I don't know if you know Dr. Francesco Morata. He's a brilliant, he's lectured uh, a lot internationally and, and nationally, but he's like, where are the Italian recipes? Where are the Italian recipes? I'm like, there's wine. He's like, okay, I'm happy. <laughs> the Italian diet's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny, but yeah, pretty much, um, uh, you know, that was the reason to give the recipes and, and recipes that make life easy, recipes that make, you know, food flavorable and enjoyable and the tried and true recipes. Some recipes I've been using, giving my clients for 10, 15 years that I know work and help detox phase one, phase two detoxification to support healthy estrogen metabolism. The science behind the recipes were balanced. Too like okay when we're preparing something where's our fat where's our protein where's our 
greens, and then, you know, fiber, antioxidants, what else are we bringing in there? So I want clients to think of their keto green plate very, very simply in that way. So if we're making, we're so tempted, I know I'm tempted. Okay, I'm going to eat two hard boiled eggs. Whoa, whoa, okay, get a couple handfuls of arugula out of the fridge too and douse some olive oil on it and some whatever because I'm in a hurry and I have to think I got to balance this and add the fiber so the greens and the fiber Sebastian talked about the the recipes that are back-ended to the book so the the book itself is 400 pages correct I know and Can it's about imagine? 200 pages of recipes which which was mind-blowing to me so the first time that I had a chance to review it as you mentioned, Dr. Kabeca, you focus on hormonal harmony. You focus on the main aspects of, of knowledge of what every individual hopefully should know at this stage of their lives, especially if they're going through menopause. And then you get right into the keto green diet, which in my opinion was, I don't know if you want to put it this way, a ketogenic alkaline diet all combined in one, focused on a heavy amount of greens and a variety of greens. And then you talk about keto green lifestyle, which in my opinion was a focus on stress management, uh, sleep management, and, and eliminating stressors from your life. So big takeaway for me, and I've been waiting a while to do an episode <laughs> specifically on not only ketogenic diet, but also talking about inter intermittent fasting um, and the impacts that this have. I know we, especially with us, we've only recorded approximately 13 episodes. So we haven't really had the chance to find a specialist on this. So I'm, when I started to review the content, knowing that we were going to record with you today, I was extremely excited because I know we were going to get a different perspective and we we're going to get a chance to talk about this topic or these topics in more detail. Keto green, if you were to explain it to one of your patients and specifically somebody that was either going through metabolic syndrome, was clearly needed to lose additional weight. Um, you obviously realize that potentially th this person was in a state where they needed to make drastic improvements. How hard was it to gain compliance with them as a patient, knowing that for the most part, the ketogenic diet is not easy to attain when people tend to survive on sugars, carbs, starches, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely right. First, my, thank you so much, because I can tell you have read my book. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> thank you. And, and really, and absolutely right, it is a, a kind of uh, a ketogenic alkaline plan. I used to call it keto alkaline and, and change the name to keto green. And it's not just the ketogenic component, it's the fasting, getting your body into ketosis, not relying on ingested fats, but really digging into our fat stores. And that's one thing, like, do you want to use your body's own fat stores and get rid of them and the toxins that are there too? And women are like, yes, that sounds great. Take the fat, take the fat, right? And I'm with you, I wanted to do that too. The reason, um, you know, a big thing is like, so when I have a client come in and they're overweight, they're struggling in the perimenopause, menopause time period, there's a metabolic stall going on, right? We say, and my, our patients have said, and I experienced the same thing, we gain 5, 10, 20 pounds, and we're not doing anything different, right? And that's frustrating for patients. And not only that, we're starting to feel, you know, feel memory loss, brain fatigue, let's say we have fatigue in general, but we're having brain fatigue too. And that's terrifying right now to women. I'm sure it's terrifying to men, but it's terrifying to women because we're seeing our older generation in nursing homes, dementia, Alzheimer's, 
slow decay of the brain and we can't have that. And that is actually in a survey that was just done looking at 2000 women aged 30 to 60, their third fear was um, memory loss, memory loss. Their first fear was the inability to take care of themselves. The second fear was a loss of mobility. And the third was memory loss. And so when we get into this, you know, another thing that I explain is where the keto green approach really works to help us achieve our lifelong goals is because alkalinity is a key component. We know that every good diet is, has a plant-based component. I mean, we can't take that away or our diet. You know, men probably with high levels of testosterone, you know, outside a lot in nature, they can maybe do, you know, more of that. But we need that. That plant-based component is crucial for us as women for hormonal balance and cell-to-cell communication. So there's that aspect. And I have clients check a test, not gas. So check your urinary pH. Urinary pH, like the number on the scale, gives us an idea of what's going on. And then that component of ketosis, and this is the other thing I explained to that individual who's struggling with cravings, who's losing their willpower because they're driven by, you know, insulin and cortisol dysfunction. I tell them that number one, the healthier fats are going to satisfy you. You're not going to be hungry. And that's really important. And also our body is either using glucose for fuel, especially in the brain, or ketones for fuel. And glucose is like, is comparable to gasoline, whereas ketones are comparable to jet fuel. So what, you know, we want to use that, but also for women, it's really important to understand gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. So as our estrogen levels have declined, of course, we're having brain fog. Of course, like we feel like we're forgetting, you know, like, Every, you know, forgetting so much and wonder why we're forgetting it, right? Because our, you know, we're not utilizing the gasoline as well anymore. So we have to switch fuel sources for that mental clarity that is so important to us. And also that, so that we can feel grounded and stable. So, and with that, with, you know, intermittent fasting, that helps us get into ketosis and the healthy fats, you know, at each meal will keep us from cravings. Willpower is physiologic. And then always balancing with alkalinizers, detoxifiers, nutrients, and antioxidants to help support healthy hormones. So when you're utilizing this keto green diet, you're actually getting them to change their metabolic function. So hopefully, hopefully yes, you can actually get them to burn their own adipose tissue, get them to help lose weight get rid of the toxins and that'll actually also stimulate other metabolic processes in their body so that they're actually, when they're functioning better, then that's going to start to change their hormone levels. That's going to start to change their production. That's going to actually take away a lot of their insulin sensitivity. So it does really require that commitment to this entire program. Yeah. It's going to improve their insulin sensitivity and, and help with cortisol balance. Exactly. So that they have improved cellular function, right? Detoxification. We're not going to have a fatty liver. We're, we're going to improve the diversity of the nutrients and greens in our program. My program increases the you know, microbial diversity of our GI tract. And so it should technically. So, and that's a way to, again, improve healthy hormonal balance from the neurotransmitters being produced, serotonin and estrogen detoxification and metabolites that we're also getting rid of, that should all be empowered. And, uh, and with that, we get the, you know, the, the freedom symptoms of, you know, 
improved willpower. We get the freedom symptoms of a good night's sleep, waking up feeling rested, and we get the um, freedom symptoms of no more cravings. I like that, freedom symptoms. So tell me about maca. <laughs> that was my next question. I saw it. <laughs> Well, let me tell you about maca. I love maca because I first learned about maca when I traveled to Peru, and that was in 2006. I was on that healing journey just from um, after being diagnosed completely infertile, and we were grieving from the trauma our family had experienced. And everywhere I went in Peru, they would say, well, if you're tired, drink maca. If you're fatigued, drink maca. If your baby's not thriving, drink maca. And then they would elbow my husband. And they're like, yeah, it's the Peruvian Viagra. <laughs> I'm like, and we're like, okay, well, let's drink some maca. But I hated the way it tasted. That's a side, uh, side note. But um, I had to look into the research, of course, as a researcher and a skeptic, what, what is made you know, what makes maca this like cure-all? And really it's interesting, maca, you know, the, and the maca I use in my greens product called Mighty Maca Plus is, um, is grown above 11,000 feet in the Andes in Peru. And it has specific proteins called macaenes that are specific to the maca, Peruvian maca. And as well, it's very rich in arginine. Well, hmm, that's how um, Viagra works, right? And arginine increases nitric oxide, hence improves blood flow and circulation and voila, it's the Viagra effect. And absolutely true. It's also uh, rich in histidine and is this adaptogenic alkalinizing cruciferous um, root, which is really, really cool. So I started drinking it. I couldn't stand the taste of it. So I started combining other ingredients and that was the foundation for my product. Um, so like adding turmeric, quercetin, resveratrol, greens, extracts, and fruit. And so, so maca I've seen help so many women in this combination that helped with hormonal balance. We state, okay, there's, you know, getting healthy, getting pregnant, is a healthy side effect of, of healthy hormones. So we call them mighty maca babies now. And we've got many of those and really happy about that. Just restoring hormonal balance and helps with hot flashes. It's an amazing adaptogenic um, formula that uh, we've seen a lot of benefit with. And so that, that's, that's cornerstone to you, the part of your uh, dietary recipes. We know that. And then you've continued on with that where you, you're really pushing like, and we see this with the ketogenic diet, like a lot of people, they, they tend to think it's all going to be fats and proteins, but you're really pushing on a lot of the additional greens. Um, I know there's a lot of information there, but you actually touched upon it that there's uh, alkaline greens specifically. Yeah, low carbohydrate alkaline greens. So your, um, and you know, beet greens. I was actually at the grocery store in, in um, Georgia here in South Georgia, where my daughter takes horseback riding lessons. I don't usually go in there. And I went in there and I looked at the, I, was, I wanted to get some greens for the house. And I looked and there were just the beets, no greens. I asked the guy, like, where are all the beet greens? He goes, everyone always takes them off. I'm like, can you save them for me? I mean, keep the beet. I want the greens. Beet greens are incredibly alkalinizing, so nutritious and mineral rich. I mean, those are, those are gems. But anyway, beet greens, low carbohydrate. So low carbohydrate, highly alkalinizing greens, such as beet greens, kale, collard, chard, dandelion, all the sprouts, like broccoli sprouts, especially the cruciferous vegetables, you know, cabbage, kale, um, broccoli, cauliflower, 
And, and so from that aspect, that's a really fundamental part, using the leaves, using the grains, using the sprouts, and um, adding that in to our diet. And then again, each individual woman has to look at what she's doing and check to make sure that between her diet and her lifestyle, which is all going to affect her urinary pH, that we're seeing a urine pH above seven. So thousands of women in my online program have been testing their urine so they can work to get that higher pH of urinary pH of seven or higher. And with that, they feel better. They feel more balanced. They feel more joyful because also cortisol decreases urinary pH, right? Cortisol affects our mineral corticoid receptors, hence it increases hydrogen excretion and we get that acidic urinary pH. So it also teaches them not just to increase the greens, et cetera, in their diet, but to increase their joyful activities and decrease their stress. And that's powerful. We see that shift and that's powerful. So I'm, I'm going to go back for a moment. You say that oxytocin is the most powerful hormone as well as your favorite hormone. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. Oxytocin is the crowning hormone and it is my favorite hormone and I love it. Ha ha. And um, so as... <laughs> So as we know, oxytocin is the hormone of love and connection. And in my book, in chapter eight, I talk about my trauma. You know, we lost a son in a tragic accident. And that took me from, you know, a moment I was breastfeeding to never having another drop of, of milk again. So I can intellectualize the physiology of what happened at this point as I've now lived, lived through it. This March 12th will be 13 years since my son passed away. And it's been a journey. And... Um, post-traumatic stress takes a toll on you. When cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And when cortisol's up too high, too long, our nervous system shuts it down. And with that shutting down process, it shuts down oxytocin. So you go from feeling a joie de vivre or you know, enjoyment in your activities to being completely disconnected over time, socially disengaged. Things you used to love and people you used to love you no longer feel love. And not only when I had the, my eyes open to what I experienced to understand what happened post-trauma to me, I was able to ask the right questions and ask these questions in countless of patients. If they're feeling depression, disconnection, and or even marital discord, like what's going on, what trauma was there? And patients would say to me, I, I know I love my husband, I just don't feel love for him. Or I know I love my job and I've loved being a doctor for all these years, but now I just can't even stand to go into the office because of the insurance and the you know, mm -hmm. paperwork and all this stuff. And that, that's called burnout. That's a cortisol oxytocin you know, a dilemma. And we need to put oxytocin back in the winning circle. So as we learn to control cortisol, we can then empower oxytocin as well, at least give it a lug up. And by doing the activities that improve oxytocin, positive thinking, smiling, um, you know, laughing, playing, and you know, re-engaging into safe community is key to increase oxytocin. And these instances, I and when I came across patients who had had either trauma, chronic everyday stress, such as, you know, doctors working, probably doctors and pharmacists working long hours. And then when you feel like you're going home and you feel there's nothing left to give my family, you know, for a crutch temporarily while we worked on other physiology, I would give a oxytocin lozenge or um, a buccal uh, 
dose of oxytocin anywhere between 10 IUs to 50 IUs after I appropriately testing to see if they would respond positively to this. And that would give them that leg up, that feeling again, to just help them get that peace and calm while we get our own oxytocin into the essentially the winner circle to the crown of our life where it belongs. And there's spiritual work that has to be done. There's, you know, practices and principles on a daily basis that I still do that I know that I have to start my day in a certain way in order to have a healthy, joyful, peaceful, centered day. And, and that's how, you know, I say physiology drives behavior and our behavior also impacts our physiology. So we can use our behavior to restore a healthy physiology and bringing that to people now um, is, you know, and seeing the light bulbs go on and being able to understand why they acted a certain way during a certain time of their life or why they're feeling that way now is a reward that, um, you know, I'm really grateful to see. I'm grateful to make those connections, but I never would have been able to if I hadn't been through our own personal hell, honestly. You talk a lot about specific, and these stories are obviously very personal and these are impacts um, on patients' lives. And I think for all of our listeners, the theme or the um, where we're trying to go, especially when we interview a physician on a podcast, is really talking about the triad and focusing on when there's a specific patient that was partnered up with a compounding pharmacy and then obviously a physician was involved. Is there something that you can share, Dr. Kabeca, that truly stands out to you? And it could be oxytocin related. It doesn't have to be. Um, is there a situation in, in your practice or in your time as a physician that you were just truly blown away by the power of functional medicine and the impact of a compounding pharmacy on a specific patient? Oh my gosh, all the time. I mean, my, you know, my prescriptions were predominantly compounding. And I will tell you, and, you know, the biggest area as a gynecologist, I mean, it was compounding vaginal therapies. Prior to endometrial biopsy, using a lidocaine cytotec combination, maybe some progesterone and estrogen in there as a suppository prior to the procedure. So my patients would have painless procedures. I did hysteroscopies and DNCs in my office painlessly for my clients because of the ability to write and prescribe compounding vaginal therapies as preoperative um, options. And, you know, and then of course, in working with clients with, for example, stress urinary incontinence, using my formulas that I created with testosterone, DHEA, and using that preoperatively, lo and behold, my patients no longer needed surgery because they no longer had the symptoms of urinary incontinence once we restored the muscular fascial layers of the of the vagina, but my initial goal was to have good tissue to suture. <laughs> I got too good. <laughs> <laughs> take away, take away the surgery, but fix the patient. Still, it, it's amazing. That's awesome. I tell you, it is awesome. And then, um, of course, compounding. I use trochies. I've used pellets. I've used um, injections. I've prescribed all of these regimens because it depends on when in a patient's life that we need a certain type of intervention. So, you know, I prefer the trochee, you know, at some point because you can go up, go down, you know, you've got that good washout time too. But if I have a patient, she's like losing her mind, she can't remember her name, I'm going to put a pellet in her, right? Let's, let's get that done. Let's give you some a testosterone pellet. I didn't use estrogen pellets very rarely with exception. And let's at least get you some baseline, lower dosing. I'm not a high dose person. 
And, but at least leads cover you in some way, right? And that's really important. What's my nighttime formula for my patients? A little progesterone, a little pregnenolone, some melatonin. I mean, you can combine these things to make it easy for our patients. And that makes all the difference. That makes you, you know, it, it make, and you're, we're practicing the art of medicine in this way. So in so many ways, I did that. And when I come speak in Nashville, I give you guys, I gave you guys, um, well, I will be giving you guys my vaginal prescribing guide for your physicians that are there if they're interested, because that is something that just makes, you know, a woman's life so much better when we can, when we can do these things. And it's not, it's not only a vaginal prescribing guide, but it also has my joy gel formula, formulas that I've used in clients that have gotten success in, in other areas too, sexual health, et cetera. I didn't want to touch that one, but <laughs> I was going to say, I can hardly wait to hear your presentation and, and I look forward to seeing all of this information. And I think this is going to have a huge impact on more, more patients lives. So yeah. And, and, and you're touching so many people. Um, I'm, I'm just going to jump in with three more comments. Again, the name of your book is hormone fix. It's Dr. Annika Becca, um, available as of February 26th. I I'm urging all of our, all of our listeners to, to pick up a couple of copies and have them as a resource for the patients that come in and have these questions. Um, it's, it's available for them for either loan or for sale. I think that would be a brilliant, brilliant resource. I think a, a, not only that, a resource for individuals that have a hard time grasping about where to start and what to eat, how to, how to put a shopping list together. I think the book does a really, really great job at identifying the key greens that need to be purchased, um, the types of proteins to purchase, the types of fat to consume. I think that's probably the biggest misconception with most ketogenic diets is people think that they can, they can live off of 250 grams of ground beef um, and not necessarily from grass-fed sources. And um, I, just, it, it's not as easy as people assume. And I think the book does put it into context and does simplify the lives of the, the general patient and to make things as easy as possible. So I think those are the biggest takeaways that I can share. And that's um, just simple promotion for you, Dr. Quebec. <laughs> but I'm also giving, I'm giving our listeners out there a very just general grasp of, of how the book was constructed. And um, also the, the keto green smoothies, uh, those are pretty cool too. And I think for the most part, people do not start their days off of right. And obviously if you plan to be on a ketogenic diet, it all starts in the morning and um, it can go off course pretty quickly. So uh, I think it, it's a challenge and I think establishing the right mindset in a lot of the patients probably is a big challenge. Um, but if they do want to make a change in their lives and they are looking at their diet specifically, this is a great way to start. So like Sebastian said, an amazing resource that they can share, either share with patients, that it could be a lend, it could be an opportunity to resell, um, and then obviously to find the book on Amazon. So there's there's obviously various ways. Is there any other ways, Dr. Quebeca? I know you are coming up to Nashville in August to speak at our hormone symposium there. You'll, you're gonna be talking about certain subject matters that you already discussed. How else can people find you, stay in contact with you, um, and obviously find the book? Uh, is there any other means outside of Amazon? Oh yeah, every bookstore, every retailer, definitely encourage individuals to go to their local bookstores as well, but Barnes and Noble's book, Books A Million, and we have a book bonus page at dranna.com forward slash book. 
very imaginative title. But dranna.com forward slash book, there's a book bonus page. It also shows all the resellers that are um, that have an option and or that you can buy the book at. But it's pretty much anywhere books are sold, thankfully. That's awesome. And I think this is also a great opportunity for everyone to listen to you specifically, to hear your approach, um, certain things that obviously resonate with you, not only based on your history, your past, but some of your passions. And I think that's it's going to come across in the way that you speak for us at a PCCA event. Um, I've heard you speak live in Vancouver in 2016, like I said, and I remember how great of a job that you did and how well that you resonated even with a small audience. So I think everyone out there who's looking at potentially attending a hormone event, August is the next big one on our schedule. For those that are specialists in, as a C4 de delegate, this is a great opportunity for your certification and uh, a great opportunity to hear you. But first and foremost, thank you so much for joining us and to t kind of do this podcast in a very different setting. We, we've never done a virtual one. I, in my opinion, I think it's been really cool not only to see you, but to talk to you more about your book, um, to learn more about you as well. So thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Kobeka. It's great. It's great being here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for all of our listeners out there who just tuned in, uh, recently tuned in to this episode. Uh, just a quick reminder for automatic subscription to this podcast, please follow us on iTunes. Uh, definitely find us under the Mortar and Pestle, also available on Stitcher and now currently on Spotify. A uh, quick reminder as well, please visit our public website at www.pccarx.com where you can find an event schedule outside of our HRT event coming up this August, but most importantly, to register for our blog and to subscribe so you do not miss an episode or a public listing. Thanks again to everybody out there. We hope to hear from you soon, and we will see you next time.